So if you're a buyer out there, you never know what the seller situation is, right? Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage you to just put offers out there. Yeah. I think that that's probably the best way to get a deal. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you don't put the offer in, you're not going to get a deal anyway because you're going to get guaranteed up zero. Nothing. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. What was that quote? Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's it. That's it. That's it. Look, I get it. The Toronto real estate market is confusing. Whether you're a new or experienced investor or just looking for a home to raise your family in, join us at Broadview Table Talks as you sit around the table with my friends and talk about the real estate and the ever-changing market in Toronto. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Broadview Table Talks, episode number seven. Today with Michael Ng, our... Uh, Top agent, one of our top agents, you and Butter. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we're talking about buying in today's market. And as you know, it's been a crazy market. I shouldn't say crazy, but it's been a wild, wild market. It's a different yeah. market, okay? Yeah. Because uh, interest rate hikes and all that. Yeah. And now it's actually a good time to buy, I think, depending yeah. on what you're buying. You know, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we've actually picked a lot of uh, buyer clients up recently, and uh, it's become a point where it's no longer just throwing whatever you can at the seller. There's more negotiating. There's more thinking about what strategy you should follow, uh, what kind of homes suit your clients, and and having that ability to choose exactly what kind of home you want to put them in. Yeah. Certainly more of a buyer's market. Now, traditionally, um, in a hot market like today, in the past few years, we've seen you know one or two months of inventory. Now we're up to three-ish, mm-hmm. almost up to four, I think 3.7, something like that. Yep. Um, for the total Toronto real estate market in general. Mm-hmm. The sales and new listings ratio, which measures the temperature of the market between the amount of new listings that come up uh, versus the amount of sales that happened, mm-hmm. we're at like 30%, something mm-hmm. like that, which is like buyer's market territory. Mm-hmm. So the new listings coming to the market, there's more new listings than there are sales, or yep. less sales than there are new listings, whatever you call it. Yeah. And the months of inventory, active inventory, whatever's left over on the market versus the amount of sales has been uh, increasing because there's more active inventory. For sure. And uh, we're seeing stats from around the GTA where there are certain markets and definitely certain pockets where pricing has cooled down. And this is great news because it's it's an opportunity. And one of the things that we are often asked is, uh, you know, when has the market hit the bottom? And that is a tough question because nobody knows. Yeah, right? I, I mean, we, we don't have a crystal ball. We, we, we can't predict exactly when the bottom is. It's, it, it's difficult to know exactly when things are going to climb back up. Especially because in September, we're expecting another interest rate September hike. September 7th, yeah, another Bank Canada rate hike. Yeah. Which, you know, doesn't translate exactly to the fixed mortgage rates too, right? Because mm. that depends on the five-year bond yield, which surprisingly enough, funny enough, I think they raised it too high. Now it's coming down like half a point. Yeah. So that means your five-year fixed is not going up with the, the variable rates, right? Yeah. The variable rates are going up. Yeah. But ultimately, five-year fixed are coming down. Well, it's coming, it's, about, it's teetering between yeah. up and down. And, 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 and you know, if, if buyers and sellers aren't thinking about what is happening behind the interest rate hikes, they just read the headlines, they get a little bit scared. Of course. Of course. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of fear out there. And that's what they do. They, they try to sensationalize yeah. the media so you can read the articles, right? Like, that's yeah. the whole point of it. But no, there is a lot of crap going on in the, in the world. And if you don't know what you're looking for, then it can get pretty scary, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of buyers sit on the sidelines waiting They've waited all this time, mm-hmm. and here's your chance, but they're not doing it because they're waiting for the bottom to go even more. Yeah. Right? Which is yeah. kind of crazy, in my opinion, because it's hard to time the market. Like, you shouldn't be timing the market if you have it's a impossible. five, ten-year time horizon, yeah. three-year time horizon even, for that yeah. matter. Uh, I, I think in three years, it should pick up yeah. higher than where it is today. I would think that. Yeah. You like know, a so normal normal business economic cycle. 
Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, because if you think about it, it's like real estate is not like a, a company that just go bankrupt, right? Mm-hmm. Like not that companies do, but I mean, real estate is still going to be there. There's still going to be a property that somebody has to live in and somebody will either rent from you or choose to, you know, you can live it yourself or have a family member or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes when people look at the news, they often just divide sales with rentals and they don't account for the fact that these are people who actually need to live inside homes regardless of whether they're paying rent or whether they're paying mortgage. And what that means is that we've seen a lot of people shift from the market of buying and selling to renting out properties. I mean, things are going off the shelves, sight unseen, uh, over asking, and people are jumping into properties. So these are potential buyers further down the road, and it means that they're off out the market now, but it doesn't change the fact that there is solid demand for housing, especially within the core. Yeah, that's exactly it. We talked about this about a few podcast episodes ago when you're out having your baby mm. uh, with <laughs> Kayvon, and he's our leasing agent. It, it was pretty awesome, like just seeing him um, at the ground level talk about how it is working with tenants because it's, it's been tough, right? As you mm. may or may not know, if you're a tenant out there, it's hard to get a place right now. Yeah, It's prime rental season yeah. and um, things are kind of snapping off the shelves just like that really quickly. Yeah. We're getting, as a listing side, we're seeing multiple offers in every single one of our listings. Like yeah. every time you list something, you just get tens of calls, like tens of More calls, calls than there are there. showings. Like sometimes more calls than there are showings. Oh, it's that's nuts. the worst thing I hate. I hate when agents call and say like, you know, just do, just so I don't waste my time. Like, well, what about my time? You just waste my time making that call. Like, if it's on the market, yeah, it's there. You yeah. know what I mean? Jump a showing, it. and I'll cancel it if it's not. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. But I guess not every agent's like on the ball like that, right? But ultimately, yeah, the rental market is super strong right now. Yeah. Because people are on pause for buying, mm-hmm. which I think is a dumb move. Yeah. Because if you're buying something, you're amortizing the mortgage. You're paying it off if yeah. you get qualified for it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're renting something, you're just throwing that money away. And it's oh, roughly sure. comparable in terms of the payments. Like you might sure. pay a little bit more for carrying costs for actually holding and you have your capital down. Actually, that's probably the big reason why people don't buy because they don't have the capital to buy. Yeah, the capital's hard. First place, like the, the 5, 10, 20% down, right? Mm-hmm. Or 25%, 30% down. So that is a challenge. But if you're in a position to be able to buy something, I'd say do it. Yeah. No matter what, like in the long run, it won't matter. I mean, it, it, with the way rent is right now for what, a one bedroom apartments around 2,800 in certain buildings in Toronto? That's crazy. That's crazy. You, you might, if you have the down payment, you might as well just jump in. Right. So that brings us to the point of in the investor market, right? If you're buying a property to as an investment, you know, which it, a lot of people don't like the financialization, financialization, I can't say that word, of, uh, of real estate, right? Making money off of tenants. I totally yeah. get it. But like, you know, you have to have some incentive for people to put capital in, yeah. to put that down payment in, yeah. to originally buy the place, right? So they're going to expect some sort of reasonable return. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's a hedge against inflation. That's like the, the main thing. But ultimately, you're gonna like the investor market is pretty ripe right now. Yep. Right. If you're a buyer, if you're an investor and you're sitting on cash and mm-hmm. whether you don't need a mortgage or you need a small mortgage or whatever, do a short one year mortgage even, mm-hmm. one year fixed mortgage or a variable rate. Just stay on variable and just refinance it out after yeah. the rates come back down, right? Or potentially could come back down. Yeah. So um I th- I think it's a great opportunity for investors to buy and jump in. It is. Right. If you have the opportunity, because like the rental market's going through the roof. Yeah. The cost of new construction is through the roof. Like yeah. it's not going to get any cheaper between uh, the development levies, constructions, materials, and labor, um, you know, even profit or whatever, even the land itself. Yeah. Like all that's going up. Land is going up. So the cheapest yeah. you can do any, buy any project out there for right now in Toronto, in the city of Toronto, is $1,600 a foot. Yeah. Right. If you go to the outskirts, maybe you're looking at 1200 and you go even further out, maybe 1000 a foot, 900 a foot. Yeah. In a tip, in an area where it typically is not that high, and the yeah. rental rates don't support that. Yeah. So if you're looking for an individual condo, I think now is the time to buy resale. 
because sure. there's, uh, you know, sellers out there that need to sell. Yeah, absolutely. Not to say there's panic sellers out there, but let's get that in a second. So if you're an investor, um, multifamily is doing great as well too. However, the cost of financing is pretty expensive. Yes, it is. Right, commercial loans are pretty expensive. Yeah. But yeah, back to the panic sellers. Are you seeing any right now? I wouldn't say they're panicked. I would say they are eager. Right. I mean, they have their own reasons for moving, whether it's downgrading, whether it's, um, you know, trying to increase the number of sizes of rooms that they have. They all have their own individual reasons. And in this market, they absolutely need to pull out that equity and put it into the next place. Right. So, um, you know, I've been advising some clients to really sell low and buy low, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if if you have a new family member or you need more space, you're downsizing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. Downsizing, maybe not the right time to do it, but like if you're upsizing, I think it's the right best time to do it today. Yeah. Right? Sell low, buy low. Yeah. I mean, this and motivation. Life doesn't stop, right? Like you have a exactly. kid, I have a kid, right? Just a new kid. Exactly. Life doesn't stop. It doesn't make sense to time the market because there are always reasons to do it now or not do it until later on. It's, 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 it doesn't make sense to play the waiting game, especially if you have something urgent that you need to address. Right. So that being said, um, rep- representing some listings, I haven't seen that many panic sellers, mm-hmm. right? Um, people only sell because they either bought something or they need to, or like, you know, the, the five D's of real estate, right? Like yeah. death, divorce, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but I just, I haven't seen it. So that's why prices still remain high, even yeah. though the volume of sales have dropped significantly. It doesn't mean the average price has dropped. Yeah. Right? We're talking about a 41, 42% drop in sales, mm-hmm. but the price hasn't come, it's gone up actually year over year. Yeah, which is crazy. I, for what was the townhouses and uh, semi-detached properties? Uh, I, I haven't looked at the ground. I don't have it yeah. in front of me. But I, I know that the detached housing, oh, sorry, the, the, the overall GTA market has gone up by 1.2% or something right. last year, year right. over year. Yeah. Um, condos, detached has come down like 7%, something like that. And then yeah. condos have gone up by whatever it is. It's carrying the load, right? Yeah. Um, 8% or I forgot what it is. I got to look at the TREP stats again. Um, but ultimately if the volume of sales have dropped by 40% and prices are still going up. Oh yeah. Like that, that to me signifies like overall in general, like a, a, an aggregate. I don't think the, there's panic sellers out there. I think they're able to hold on. Yeah. Right. It all comes down to the economy and what happens with these interest rate hikes mm-hmm. and whether or not we're in a recession where people start losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And right now unemployment figures are actually pretty good. I yeah. mean, they haven't like everybody's employed. Right. Right. And it's not to say that's going to be the case for long term, but I think, as long as everyone has a job and able to pay for the mortgage, because people that have good jobs would have a mortgage typically, right? Or typically, sorry, I should say the other round. People that have mortgages should have good jobs in order to qualify for that mortgage. Exactly, yeah. So typically, if they're able to get funding and they still have like income coming in, they can pay the mortgage and they mm-hmm. probably have some reserves as well too to be able to you know, pay those reserves or yeah. pay that mortgage. So they may not need to sell. No, they don't. Right, which means, of course, the average days on market, average property days on market has gone up. Yeah, see what happens well that's why it's a negotiating game and not uh you know make your best offer game right so if you're a buyer out there you never know what the seller situation is right Mm -hmm. so i would just encourage you to just put offers out there yeah i think that that's probably the best way to get a deal Mm -hmm. but the thing is if you don't put the offer in you're not going to get a deal anyway because you're going to get guaranteed up zero oh yeah for sure right what was that quote uh you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take that's it that's it that's it so um, if you're a buyer out there in today's market, I think it's a wonderful time. You have mm-hmm. a, a slower market. There's certainly not much inventory, to, not as much inventory as there to pick from as in the spring market, mm-hmm. but you're not competing with any buyers, yeah. a lot less buyers. And there are chances for sellers too. 
I mean, it's still a good time to sell because there are buyers out there, but you have to uh, negotiate a little bit. Okay. Well, with that being said, if you're looking to make a move, you know where to call. You know where to call. And uh, Or if you have any questions about the market, because, you know, I actually have some consultations a little later today about first-time investors. Mm-hmm. Now they're saving on some capital because they, they're, you know, prudent with their spending, I mean, with their saving. Mm-hmm. And now they have some money, and now they think maybe now's the time to jump into the market. For sure. So what would I advise them? I would say, well, look, the market goes up and down. Right now we're a bit of a down, a bit of a buyer's market. Yeah. Um, it could potentially go down further, but it also potentially go up. It depends on their time horizon, depends how long they're going to hold the property for, yeah. what the purpose of having this property is for. So in this particular instance, they're buying for their kids. Oh, I mean, at least they'll be able to find tenants for it easily. <laughs> well, they're young kids, right? So, um, but oh, you're saying like in the, the rental market. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I for mean, sure. They'll, they'll cancel it out. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a lot of renters out there ready and willing to buy a property. Like I have a lot of people asking for one bedroom. And I think if you have to choose between one or two bedrooms, I'm telling people to pick two bedrooms because yeah. it kind of gives you more options out there. Oh, right? yeah. Whether sure. you rent to a couple or a, uh, you know, maybe one person wants it with you yeah. know, a really good job or whatever. Or um, your roommates. roommates. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, a single bedroom, one bedroom condo is getting really expensive for rent. Like you're talking yeah. about $2,400 on average, over $2,400. And that's jumping up really quickly. Yeah. The pre-con that we saw for one bedrooms was pretty high, especially uh, for some of the downtown projects. To buy or to rent? You mean? To buy. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to be the cost base. So like, you know, investors are going to take a bit of a, you know, loss because they have the principal payments being paid. So they have some negative cash flow, but they're going to have a certain minimum bar, right? And that's your new inventory that's out there. Yeah. At the end of the day, we have so much immigration going on. We have so many like, you know, wonderful things about being in Toronto. And there's a reason why people come to Toronto, companies come to Toronto. They don't start a company up in, I don't know, some small town yeah. in Canada because you can't get the resources. You can't get the employees. Yeah. So you got to be where the employees are and also you got to be where other companies that you depend on and you have working relationships are and generally it's in big cities yeah where the infrastructure is that's right right yeah. where you, you have like quick flights out and things mm-hmm. like that for flights in i guess you'd say uh for meetings or whatever yeah um so i think toronto is still going to be strong as an, a huge employment center which means it attracts all the jobs i mean all the all the people living here mm-hmm. and uh it's just a big ball it just keeps on rolling yeah we just have to find a way to manage the ball <laughs> yeah 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 or, or or get financing for it anyway if anything. <laughs> so um all right with that if you have any questions just give it a shout uh we have a new email it's podcast at broadvenue.ca that's podcast at broadvenue.ca and give us a shout we'll talk soon add it up